you know, as the weather starts to change here in the Northern Hemisphere and we're getting towards Halloween, I always think of that Norwegian show. Oh, yeah. Home for the Holidays. Our favorites. One of our favorites. Favorite show. Hysterically yes. funny. And there's a scene there where she is, the main character is a hobbit, adorable. <laughs> and she shows up very kerfuffled on her brother's doorstep. And there's this quintessential scene where she like knocks on the door and they open the door. And she is <laughs> colorful messy yep, just a bit disheveled looking adorable with her little crazy adorable hat on, big a brown little, hat, little yeah. eyes and yeah. her woodland hat exactly <laughs> and she's got very thematic seasonal thematic clothing yes. yeah it's like a reindeer sweater <laughs> yes. on. homemade mittens yeah. yeah very bright and colorful and homespun and her brother and sister-in-law their apartment is so minimal <laughs> and so white yes. and they are minimal and white themselves <laughs> Yes, there's like ice blue colors, maybe. Yes, a ice little bit blue, of silver. A little bit of silver. Seemingly having it all together yes. in comparison to her disheveled. And it was such a great, like, hobbit versus elf. Yes, <laughs> the elf household with the hobbit on the threshold. And if I remember correctly, they're not really inviting her in. Like, they offer her a hot chocolate, and they're, 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 friendly but they're not like come on in sit down it's sort of an exchange yes it's very like "Mm, exchange yes (laughs) okay let's let's take apart the elves today elves and their natural allies let's get into it okay hi i'm kieran trace and i'm megan rogel welcome to humans decoded a story of hobbits fairies elves dwarfs gnomes and humans If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Yeah. Okay. Elves. Elves. (laughs) Quintessential elf moments. So beautifully captured on screen. Yes. (laughs) We were watching Star Trek, one of the, I don't know, there's a bazillion bazillion. discovery. I don't know. New World something. New World. (sighs) What do I know? We didn't, we bounced off it. It was too dark. (laughs) Um, But there was these lovely scenes of Spock and his wife. (laughs) And we were watching. Both Vulcans. We were watching it together and we were laughing because it was so... So quintessential Elfie, yes. so minimalist. Yep. Even in their language, it was like there's yes. like no extra words. No, and it would be like Spock query. Yes, <laughs> are we prepared to go into the bedroom post dinner? <laughs> query responded matrimony. <laughs> and their clothing is so minimalist, and they're both entirely focused on their own ideas and yes. what they're doing in the world. Yes. Yes. There's a scene in a later episode. We saw like the introductory episode is them. Like, I basically, is it like, like them about to have sex? <laughs> yeah. But you wouldn't necessarily know it. No, no. We should, to begin with, like they're, they have business. <laughs> they like have business. he, of course, is running the Starship Enterprise yes. discovery units. And she is, I don't know, masterminding something on her home planet. Yes, it's like a political position. She's and she's in, retraining and she's... criminals to yeah. 
come back to the flock. I don't know. They're and they both, absolutely need her. And she. It's yeah. both visionary <laughs> and strategic and very, very important. Their ideas are everything. They need to be there. It's business. And part of what brings the two of them together is that they both respect that in each other. Yes. And that that actually is the value. And, and they logically decide they're going to be together in a later episode, and they have to go through a, a ritual or a ceremony for this, essentially a marriage. But they really want to get back to business. For the sake of efficiency, <laughs> let's pare down the nookie yes. to a Vulcan mind melt and just get to the deepest soul exchange that can happen. And then, you know, like, and then we can keep our clothes on. Everything is clean. But we went so deep. We shared ourselves. Yep. And we did it inside of, a, you know, just a few minutes. <laughs> yes. And what's on? What's next? Yes. Um, yeah. So. And it, yeah, it's not that it wasn't loving and totally deep. It's just. So deep. The deepest there is. The deepest there is. We just don't have to do all this relationship thing. No. Let's or just, the form thing. Let's just take our souls out, put them together. Like if you agree, if you consent, in yes. consent. Look, the souls match. We've we've communed. Yes. And we're done. Back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Body so, melt, mind melt. Body melt. Over. Yep. Yep. So basically a jump drive. It's sort of like <laughs> a jump drive. Exactly. How you can just download the dump can drive. you do it? Yeah. Um okay, so in our natural allies. We have to begin elves with other elves. Other elves. That's the best pairing. I don't yeah. know if it's the best pairing, but let's just say we'll begin it with other elves. And then, okay, so quite frankly, I have dated a lot of elves. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't exactly go like Spock and his wife, <laughs> much as I am I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> as much as I would like that to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the future. And I also you were working in that direction. I know I'm working exactly. It's, it's a place. It's a goal. Goals. Like relationship goal. goals. Full, Spock and his wife. Soul melt. Yeah. And also just like the lack of emotional yes. material yeah. and no muss, no fuss. No, no. Just like yep. just just query <laughs> exchange inquiries together. Inquiry, inquiry. Soul meld. Yep. All right. Back to the grindstone. Okay. <laughs> Catch you later. Which in, would be the ideal in your workplace, too. It would be like, if I could just work with another elf, and we could just mind meld, and I could download everything, and then we could move on. Goals. See, elves are arrogant, yeah. and very strategic, and excruciatingly deep, and... So um, energetic. It's just this energetic, like, here's the full energetic thing yeah <laughs> i want you to get it and i want you to get it now and then the energy's enough like yes. so often when we watch cooking shows i'm full yeah 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 i the energy of the food was all about me i ate plenty or <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> remember lots of times and this is maybe a problem with an elf elf relationship because lots of times i'll 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 listen to my body for what it wants to eat i'll come into the body i'll listen to the body what it has to eat and then i carry on working and I, you can tech, talk to me two hours later, and, and I'll swear to you I ate. <laughs> I'm like, no, I absolutely ate. Yes. It's like, but you didn't leave your office. But I ate the idea. <laughs> I have the energy. Thank you very much. Back to the back to work. There's caloric content in thought, is there not? <laughs> my awareness, my deep explorational inquiry was caloric content. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, so yes, elf and elf. Elf and elf. We're going off on a tangent yeah, here. Yeah, but, you know. 
Elves. <laughs> Being inefficient. Um, you okay. Dated, you dated several elves. I was talking about. It was not oh, quite yeah, It wasn't exactly elf. like that. Yeah. There, there was lots of cuddly. Yeah. There was lots of physical. Um, but I will say that it, it the mind meld moments were true. Mm. And the energetic exchanges were true. And that was often the most yeah. um, beautiful aspect. Um, my ex-boyfriend, Gord, he used to say, Wow, it's so beautiful just talking because you know half of the world and then I know the other half. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, so healthy. It was and Gord was my first boyfriend sort of out of college, um, pre awakening days and things like that. Um, just a really sweet relationship. And my mother would say, Yeah, I would just all I had to do was put one plate of food down. And the two of you would sit and eat because, <laughs> of course, that's, that's enough, enough food for us. You know, one of us eats for the two of us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we down. So. And then the two of you just eat it. We're and exchanging then the energy. She'd say, I come back to do the dishes and you're both still sitting there just talking away. Yep. Um, so yeah. inside it was very harmonious. From the outside, it seemed very bubble. Like yeah. just the two of you and your ideas yeah. laughing away and yeah. moving so quickly um, with very little need for food, shelter, form, <laughs> form with material form. Yes. But gosh, those relationships were fun. Yep, totally. Totally. Yeah. And another elf that I had dated later, uh, at post-awakening and and, and sort of calming down and stuff. Lovely, lovely dude, Seamus. Um, yeah, those were there was like there were like twelve hour dates where um like where you were like me and my hobbit, hobbit date where you guys like cook a meal and like clean the house together and <laughs> make a embroidery or something. I don't know what you're doing. We did. We did. We literally crafted together. You <laughs> made a drawing once while I was in a session. The dog, of course. Right, of the dog. Yeah, no, we we would just talk, of course. Right. And then ideas, 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 ideas. And then we haven't really moved. <laughs> you haven't really He's only had one meal. It's been four hours <laughs> in the same chairs. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. No prob. No prob. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So, elf and elf. Um, when you think of elf yes. and elf... One of our examples is Beyonce and Jay-Z, which is just like empire builder elf and empire builder elf where just idea after idea. And they and then like her, you know, the, the tragic cheating episode of Jay-Z. Yeah, she exactly. just makes They're it into messy. another idea. But then she makes it into an idea. Exactly. Like Lemonade. Woohoo. It becomes a movement, a yes, global movement. A global movement. Exactly. Visionary. Visionary. Strategic. Strategic. Exactly. I'm going like, to make a whole album about it and it's going to be a whole movement and it's a, got a visual idea. There's this one idea. Because there's no point everything. of all this suffering if it's not going somewhere. It's not going, it's not going to make me money. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to be, yeah, a strategic and like... Hit, hit, you know, hit the best. It's like the best music video ever. Number one song, number one album. Yeah. And Jay-Z, frankly, rooting for her. <laughs> frankly, rooting like, for her. It's a good idea. <laughs> it was a great idea. It yeah, leveraged exactly. off of my pain. But... Off of me cheating, yes. but fantastic. Yeah, exactly. But okay, so you talk to me also about an elf-elf relationship, which is the Michael Jordan and Phil his coach, Jackson. Phil yes. Jackson. Yes, two elves. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, 1990s, you know, 
biggest championship, Phil Jackson, winningest coach, you know, in the NBA, like they call him, what do they call him? I mean, the mastermind, they call him every name, you know, he's the dynasty guy. Um, the Same Lakers thing, right? That strategic, yes. visionary, we keep pointing to this. We keep, and the names, right? He's called the Zen master, um, the goat, you know, Michael Jordan's also the goat, the greatest of all time. Um, Phil Jackson and, and Michael Jordan initially, when Phil Jackson came to the Bulls and then Michael came... Uh, was kind of loggerheads because they're both so arrogant. <laughs> and Michael Jordan had come from a team where he got his hands on the ball. He was he was the star player. And, if, of course, he was still the star player. But Phil Jackson, as a strategist, as a tactician, had what they called the triangle offense. And that means moving the ball around. And all the players have all the skills. And so Michael initially was like, no fucking way. I want to have my hands on the ball. And as an arrogant elf, he was like, I don't want anybody else to have their hands on the ball in those last five minutes. Ends up that that's often how they won those championships is through the strategy that Phil put out there. But Phil, recognizing another elf, taught Michael the strategy and he walked him through it. And as soon as Michael saw it, he got it. And then Michael became the elf leader for the rest of the, the team. Um, so those two became just great strategists together, right? Michael would report back from the, what's happening on the field, like, well, Scotty's doing this and Dennis is here and this is what we need. And then Phil would re-put together a play um, at any one time. And and the triangle offense really relies on the players. It, it trusts the players. It says you can vision a new play right on the field as it's happening. There's um, that half the – I know half the world, you I know, know the other half. half. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, between the two of them, they – they strategize they this team to way new to... levels that no no team has ever been to. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's it in a nutshell. That's when we're talking about elf elf, it's this natural ally. Yeah. When they come together, that's what they make. That's what they make. It's just it's 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 so forward, right? It's it's breaking barriers. Um and then Phil Jackson really did that with all of his players. He was such a visionary. Yeah. yeah. What a visionary guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We talked in our last episode of Hobbits and Allies about the elves-hobbit relationship, yes. which is really beautiful chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. We went into great depth about it. But since we're on the team, yes, yes, and yes. you just like Phil did this with yes. his others, but we also saw a really key elf-hobbit ally yes. in that whole- In the 90s bulls. Yeah. The 90s bulls. Yep, the yeah. Bulls. So- so Elf, Michael, um, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan, top of the, you know, top of the game, he and Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen was his right-hand man, um, was in a hobbit. And Scotty, like, if you read anything about the Bulls in the 90s, it's, it's the chocolate and peanut butter story. It's that Michael Jordan couldn't have been Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. And Scottie right. Pippen couldn't have been Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan. And if you watch some of these playbacks of those, I mean, Dennis Rodman's in there too, which we'll talk about, but it's these moments where between the two of them they're back and forth with that ball five different times and it's scotty doing the last shot or michael doing the last shot um where they just vault each other up it um scotty can execute everything that is laid down by by uh, michael or phil and he can support michael in a way that no other player could um he can see it he can execute it he can he can meet the challenge that michael puts on the on the play um what Michael we're said really seeing there, yeah. and this is the thing we were talking about last episode, when you put the Hobbit and the Elf together, this natural ally relationship, they bring the best out of the each other out, yeah. because the they are two parts of it. They're two yes. parts of the one movement. Yes. And so when, so they just really 
bring the best versus Elf Elf, which is going to make this whole 360 take it to another level, yeah. push it to like enormous innovation, enormous yeah. strategy, enormous vision, yeah. break barriers. What you really see with that Elf Hobbit is like, I will just make you, I'll bring the I best bring out the of best you. Out of you, exactly. And they had a real. I mean, they don't now. And, and part of it is is really Scotty Pippen's not good enough, which is something we didn't talk about in the Hobbit episode. Um, these days, there's some animosity there. But back in the day, they were best friends, and they just would hug each other and vibe with each other. And in part. Michael Jordan, as an elf, could see the potential in Scottie Pippen. And he would say, Scottie didn't know what he could do, and I could see it. And then he was right, that Scottie rose to the challenge that Michael actually envisioned for him. And then Michael couldn't couldn't put the ball anywhere more reliably than in Scottie Pippen's hands. Yes, so yeah. reliable, so right yeah. there, Always so loyable, there. stand yeah. by you. And that very Hobbit quality allows them to become the best absolutely when they have when they're like moved into strategy through the help of that exactly and i have to say for michael so he had phil and then he had scotty but other hobbits in his life his father was his as a hobbit and was this warm presence and this steady presence this grounding presence who was there for him when he needed an ear he just needed you know somebody who understood him as a person and then when his father died, he had a security guard who was also Hobbit. Yeah. Who was there for his needs. You know, when he wasn't, he didn't eat or he needed to make sure there was a pathway cleared for him to get to his car after a game. But when you're talking about that not good enough, so this is a belief system that uh, we, we mentioned in our last episode where you hit that belief system that you're just not good enough. Yeah. And it, I think you're right that, that when you look at the feud of them today, Pippin. Yeah. Um, and Jordan, you've got um, that not good enough to get so triggered by that elf arrogance. Yes. And of course, you know, Michael Jordan made these very strategic moves with his money yeah. that, you know, uh, have enormous financial payback. I mm -hmm. mean, he is profoundly wealthy mm -hmm. off of his image today. Mm -hmm. Um, and Scott Pippen just had none of that level of financial no. um, strategy, security. And in fact, in his good-natured, heart-centered, loyal, hobbity yeah. way. He signed some contracts that weren't so great back in the 90s. He... Um, you know, he, he gave a lot of his money to his family as that in that hobbity way and, and didn't maybe invest as well as he could have. Of course, he's still a wealthy man, as these guys were. But, um, but, but yeah, just he, in the he's... same category, they end up later days, Michael Jordan is the name they all remember when yes. really it really is this. It, yes. And the, Michael and Phil and everybody would have said it absolutely was the team. Was Scott but and when Scotty not good enough Michael. when inside of Scotty watched the last dance, which was this documentary series, it's what triggered his not good enough because it it looked like it was all about Michael. They literally say in there, you know, it was this yeah. team. But oh man, he you know, when that but got there was hijacked. A third member in that team, Dennis Rodman, yes. who was a fairy. Yes. Elf which is fairy. another natural ally of the elves. Totally the fairies. And I know in my own life I have a lot of fairy friendships. Yes, you do. Yeah, and mm -hmm. mine aren't so cantankerous as yours. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've got not a natural oh, ally for all of it. No, no, no. Love them, but gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun doing the shows. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. <laughs> that are all based on those not natural ally relationships and what you got to work towards. Okay, but those are the fun stories, the anecdotes. They're <laughs> <laughs> good ones. But fairies are for elves a natural yeah. ally. 
Um, yeah, and I've, I've had tons of fairies in my life and it's very like, they're so innovative. They're so fast. Yes. They're so out of the box. And then when they, when a fairy comes into relationship with an elf, an elf can really help place the fairy idea where it belongs so it can thrive. Yep. So in the company of an elf shaping it, it seems less out of the box. Yes. And more innovative. Yes. And it I, has its right home. It has the right home, yeah, because the elf strategy can see all this wacky, out-of-the-box, fast, all-over-the-place chaotic movements. And to an elf, they can find the strategy for it all yes. to make it go the furthest. Yes, yes. They really see where it fits, whereas the other avatars may have a difficult time. It's really a difficult yeah. time because yeah. it's moving so fast yes. and it's come from left and field. And it's so out there, right? It's so forward-thinking that it's... Yeah, it's wild, wild, the wild childs. Yes, absolutely. And I know that in all of those friendships with the fairies, I just, yeah, they're so fun. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. And an elf can really get behind that speed of yeah. fun. Yeah, you can hang. We can hang without <laughs> getting knocked off balance because yes. we're moving pretty quick ourselves right which is so different than the dwarves we were talking about with the fairies where they have that groundedness but it's that you can really hang at that speed yeah, yeah. we can hang at the speed we can have that playful fun mm-hmm. um we appreciate the lightness being added to our ideas so yeah. our strategies and ideas um can be very um clinical yeah, you know it can that be a bit dry and and little Vulcan, frankly, it a little serious. Be, yeah, <laughs> yes, we're saying Spock this time. I think in our last episode we talked about Watson, right. where you can kind of get this or Sherlock, of, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Sherlock. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not Watson at all, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where you can kind of get this this kind of it could be particularly a little removed, yeah, and cool. You know, we are yeah. a, an aloof, aloof. Group. We come yes. across as like a little aloof, a little removed. removed. Mm-hmm. Very cool creatures, you know? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, the, the fairy playfulness yeah. and giddiness and colorfulness. Yeah. We are not colorful. No. <laughs> We're very black. We like to dress in black and we like our environments to be white. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And if there's color in there, it's muted or it's softer. It's a pastel. It's like a ice blue, ice sea blue, blues, sky yeah, grays, blue. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Things that, the colors that appear like vastness. Yes, exactly. The, the colors of the sky. Yeah. If yeah. the color appears like vastness, yes, yes. Then, we, then that's the color we want. Minimal vastness. Vast yes. minimalism. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. We we really appreciate that colorful yeah. goo. Like the, the rainbow in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, we, like in all my friendships, I've had some beautiful ones. Um and I remember like going for hikes in the forest with my little fairy friend, Minda. <laughs> and she would just tell me all these stories, these funny, funny stories that would just make me laugh about like, I don't know, about a little trailer she wants to live in in the woods and how she would decorate it or her like stuff. And it was just like so out of the box, like not what you would talk about on a hike <laughs> yes. in the forest. Like sometimes she would like play music. <laughs> It's like, I thought 
we're going to, you walk in the woods for that forest bathing, you know, the silence right. of the woods. And then my little colorful, playful fairy has got like oh these God. music tracks she's playing. Right, be insane, which it did. P.S. Yeah, yeah, you, but you knew yes, this would bring music everywhere. Yeah, yeah right. They're adding that fun and that flavor. Yeah, yeah. Like, which I just found hysterical. Mm. And really enjoyed yeah yeah. and so yeah so there's just this real joyfulness um yeah sweet sweet friend karen also a fairy who just um same thing she just wants to tell me stories (laughs) and they always have a magical element to them and they're very out of the blue because we're like i don't know we're like at a picnic at a family picnic and she's telling me how like Last night she dreamed her soul was removed and then her soul floated up and became a butterfly with millions of other butterflies. And it's like near the the time nor the space here because I can't actually give you the time you need for that. Um, But I find it hysterical. The contrast, the out of the blueness. Yes, yes. Is so ticklish to me. Like and rascally and the mischief that they get up to is just rascally. And you can go with them all the way to those wild ideas. Like and you can stay in for those stories. I get it. Like for me it's it's a little too out there. (laughs) And like a little like what's the practical application here? How we apply this. (laughs) Exactly. But the practical application is Dennis Rodman in the Michael Jordan Scotty relationship. Yes. P.S. Here's two white girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious that I'm going to talk about the best black athletes in of, of like the last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, as if I know here, but, um, <laughs> but let us tell going you. For it. New, let me tell like, you. Like on the record, <laughs> let us talk about the Chicago Bulls of the 90s. Let me tell you what really was going on there. Let me tell you what we see. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Phil Jackson, Elf was the one who brought Dennis Rodman onto this team because he could see where he would fit in. Dennis the Dennis Rodman, if 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 Phil had nicknames, Dennis had the most because fairies always have nicknames, P.S. Um, he was known as Dennis the Menace. He was known as the Worm because he was so squirmy and so like ADD his whole life. His mother gave him that uh, name. He was known as like the Rodzilla because he was so wild on the court. He could not make a basket. He was not a good player, but he was an unbelievable defenseman and, and rebounder. Because of that innovation, of that innovation. And out of the blue, he can see. He can see this this move. I mean, you couldn't believe what Rodman could do, right? He would snatch a ball out of the ether. Like the, the, what he did was not possible. Phil actually, Phil Jackson actually said he was the best player he ever coached, not Michael Jordan. There you go, fairies. Right? Can you hear that, fairies? Can you hear that? The Zen master called you. <laughs> you know, the greatest. The greatest. Not Michael Jordan. Not Michael Jordan. That the world calls the greatest. Yes, because he was so innovative and it was so creative what he did and so impossible. I mean, it was really like Rodman was impossible. And, of course, that fairy out there with his colorful hair and his wild ways. But um, Phil just channeled it. He channeled it. And he had a nickname for him. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. It was a Native American nickname um, for Rodman, it basically translated as the those who walk backward. 
Uh, and the backward you know walking person. The name, yes. We'll meet you on the Facebook page. Just uh, drop it in the drop, uh, it in. drop it in the notes on the Facebook page. Yeah. So he was basically the backwards walker, and Phil Phil. So it's same thing, right? He knew where to place him. He knew where to place that backward walker in this amazing team. He yeah, put the, him here. The strategy and yes. that cool remoteness of an elf that gives you that vision, right? Yes. It gives you that vision. You can the see ability. the whole thing. You can see the whole thing. There's not. Yeah. There's no clutter in the way. There's no yes. color in the way. Yeah. Like, Exactly. It's the it's, big picture it's seeing. Big picture seeing, yes. exactly. And just always going for the like efficient heart of something. You yes. know, what's the heart? What's the essence? What's the energy here? Yes. And then you can see that puzzle piece of Rodman yes. and see how that clicked together yes. with Jordan, with Scotty. Yes. And we end up with unsurpassed basketball nothing that's ever happened before and the fellowship Phil, by the, the fellowship. way the fellowship <laughs> always the best yeah exactly there's such a good example of a fellowship and all the other players like 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 phil would would break the rules for rodman so right so they would have like uh, policies where they wouldn't go out the night before a game kind of thing but rodman on the last dance you can see this he lets him go to vegas the night before a playoff game and like hang out with carmen electra and madonna or so you know like madonna famously pulled him aside as a fellow fairy to say you just do you man and phil signed off on that signed off on rodman taking his motorcycle and going to vegas um before a playoff game because he knew that's that's how fairies work strategically strategically how to get the best out of my i'll break player. the rules i will i will break my own strategy i will find another strategy for this one who needs to walk backward and as an elf i could see that also with the fairies in my life of like i kind of want to really put them in their full element yes. to see what they're capable of for me to add better yeah. A better piece of my AI. Yes, <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. Like run, go run that go authentic run. program for yourself. And then I can see the possibility. I can see what's possible. Yeah. yeah. And only through that fairy can you really see Only it. through the fairy because yeah. no one else ha can do that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so totally. I get it. Yeah. So those, yeah. And you see, oh, uh, there's so many sweet moments uh, on on film of Phil Jackson with his arm around Dennis Rodman. I mean, Dennis Rodman was bristly. He's hard to touch. You know, he's he looked like a, I don't know, like a like a porcupine or something with like all the color and kind of studs and and wear on him, like clothing on him. He was it was sort of like saying, "Don't touch me!" Right, piercings everywhere, and sunglasses. costume again, costume very costuming kind yes. of clothing. But Phil Jackson would just get right in there, and he was always just had arm around him, loving what he loved, wanting to hear the song he was listening to, give him the exact right book. Right, Phil had a right book for every player in his uh, in his in his team. Cool. Yeah. So, um, thank you for joining us on, on the Chicago Bulls episode of <laughs> Humans to Go. <laughs> Two white girls. The final world uh, word on the talking show. Talking about the final word <laughs> of, um, of all of this. Um, so, hey, I want to get into a little something funny. Um, a lot of folks, a lot of newcomers listening to the podcast, yeah. we love you, welcome. And on the Facebook page, we love you, welcome. And a lot of them are like, I really love this authentic stuff. I like what you're talking about. And we say to them, sign up for the nine day challenge. Yes. Right now it's offered free. Yep. It's a great course. And then sometimes people look at that course and go, this is new. This is so beginner. <laughs> this is beginner. I don't need this. I have 20 years of spiritual practice. I'm awake. I have a deep relationship with oneness. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need this. I've done embodiment training and I've done, I know I've what done this is. I know what this yeah. is. Yeah. So to this, what do we say? 
I challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you. I challenge you. It's a nine-day challenge. Uh, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Go for it. Because here's really the do thing it. we know. And, and I, I, fair enough, the first couple of days, although I would not say our, our easy-peasy beginner stuff, I'd say it's foundational. Yeah. Yep. But I would not say, but in the first few days, I'm sort of like, okay, so here's what flow is. Here's what yeah. effortlessness is. You know it. You're aware of it. Yes. This is all going to help you find that authentic yes in your being, yep. which is going to bring you freedom yep. directly in your day-to-day -day decision. Mm -hmm. You're not sidebarring and putting freedom over there when you get to the meditation mat. Mm-hmm. But it's right here in every, every choice moment. that you make yeah. in every moment. And um, and the challenge is in not using effort. We're, we're not saying, we're not using the word challenge like this is hard and you have to go do this. The actual challenge is the effort, this going for what's effortless in those moments. Yeah. And yeah. we dare you, you because dare you. I have... My, you know, like in my master class, which includes Miss Miss Brilliant mm -hmm. Megan Rogel over mm -hmm. here and others like her, and that's just my master class. Mm -hmm. These are people who have been awake for a decade, and that's really awake, like mm -hmm. actually fully awake, um, not just playing one on Instagram, <laughs> but like actually awake, and also with enormous skills, like mm. PhD in psychology <laughs> or what you know, like huge relationship and communication skills, that to get to 80% of the choices in a day being made from this place yeah. is a practice. It's a practice, ongoing practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to folks who haven't done this practice before and then mm -hmm. they say, oh, this is easy. Yeah. This is beginner. <laughs> we, we say, great, yeah. come in, mm -hmm. show us. <laughs> show us. Yes. Show us how beginner it is. Yes. Let's get to 80% of every choice in your day. But here's the win. Yeah. The win is, because I always say, like, if you happen to be an awakened person and you're listening to this podcast and this course, you think, uh, I've, I'm, I've awakened, I don't need any more courses mm -hmm. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was my dream years ago. <laughs> but it's fed. It's, it's fed, fed to people. It's, it's a fed. story. Oh, it's, it's, oh totally. It's oh, just gosh. total bullshit. And yeah, let yourself off the hook with that story. This is not mm -hmm. a reality. And and like, yeah, the pressure we might you might put on yourself that yes. oh, I'm awake, so I must I should know everything. I should be able to you know, I have all these skills and no. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, take yourself off the hook yeah. on that. And this you is, know, this is a very foundational practice that I mean, none of us, none of us have been taught how to actually be with our bodies and hear them as awareness. And none of us have known how to make choices in relationship to everything else in the world, particularly your children, your parents, your yeah. partner, your loved ones, but also the woman at the grocery store, the other person on the street, um, without running into a whole bunch of beliefs, shoulds, shouldn't. They can, judging, da, I, have da, to. I have to. This is the right thing. This is the wrong thing. Yeah. And all, getting underneath all of that mm -hmm. to just the simplicity of your body and being's exhale at the moment. Yeah. And just even understanding that that is possible and that that mm -hmm. starts to be these action points. And when we follow those action points, we end up en route to something that constantly opens to fulfillment yeah and the fulfillment is not 
okay, that works. The fulfillment is, it genuinely sounds like I can't believe life is this good. Yeah. I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe it just showed up like this. Like I didn't have to work and toil for it. In fact, this is another miracle. Fifth one today. And also something our community loves to talk about is that you make one, two, three, four, five choices like this in a day. Mm. They start to have we call them babies and then grandbabies. Mm-hmm. Delicious babies. Delicious babies. And it can seem so, people are like, I want these vast, lofty <laughs> fulfillments. And it's like, I tell you what, the other day it was a deep exhale for me to get donuts. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Very odd. <laughs> I don't even particularly like donuts most of the time. But there it was. It showed up in my body as this hell yes. And as I drove to it, I ended up having the funnest drive because I never drive there and it was so fun and beautiful. And then there was a gas station across the street that was like the best gas station (laughs) and I had to fill my truck and I have a sore hip and this gas station was like perfect because I got to get, there's some awkwardness sometimes Mm -hmm. if your hip is sore, but it was perfect. It was, it was preset for RVs and it was gorgeous. And then of course I walk in and the people are the nicest because it was my delicious, not my head story of what should happen. Yes. It's not abstract. It wasn't, it was just somehow that's where my deep my body my being was saying do this you know go like this feels delicious and then they were the sweetest most wonderful and then I literally had a meditative god exchange (laughs) with him like we both had this moment at the till with the donut I had I had like a thing of donuts which p.s. he like doubled the order it's like I'm just gonna give you all these also (laughs) these are the best you should try them and then I'm sitting there holding the big box of donuts and then we're just looking at each other and he's like god is good (laughs) and I'm like yes I also love God. (laughs) And he's just like, yes, what is there not to love? Look at the miracle of our lives. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And it's like, it just dissolves into pure Pure source when you follow that. But then Mm. I come home. Yes. And I live with people who love donuts. And these are great donuts. And they love these donuts. But that, which would be, we would call a baby. Yeah. And there's many babies there. But then the next night, <laughs> again, by following Delicious, we have this extraordinarily fulfilled life. I, I live in a beautiful house, and out of my bedroom window, I get to watch rockets launch. <laughs> and if you're an elf, what more could you want than to watch rockets launch from your bedroom? And so it was like midnight, and I was like, there's a rocket launching. I'm going to stab for it. And then I was like, and I'm going to get a donut. I'm going to eat donut and drink tea and watch rocket launches from my bathtub in my bedroom. <laughs> and I had in that moment such an exuberant of like, could this be my life? This is so fun. Now, maybe you listening to this would not want any of these. Yeah. It may not be That's your, not your delicious. <laughs> it was mine. I can't even believe the fulfillment of that. And so... Yeah, it's just freaking donuts, gas station, talking to a, a business owner. Yeah, simple. People in my Body. household, you know, like very simple, very the yes. embodied here. But every one of these moments keep opening up into this vast freedom yeah. and this vast fulfillment and this unbelievably joy. Yeah. But you know what's not in there? 
I should not get donuts. I don't even like donuts. Why would I get them? Our house doesn't need another box of crap. I mean, how many things do we have sitting here? And P.S. It's expensive these days for donuts. And also there could be a lot of traffic and I'm not really sure. And I need to get gas and the cheapest gas is over here. Blah, 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 blah. Fear, fear, fear. None of that Mm -mm. is there. I shouldn't be up so late. I got to get up in the morning to work. I have morning. Exactly. And who am I disturbing by running a bathtub at midnight (laughs) at my house? And like, you know, like, you know, you can run into a lot of stories and beliefs and you will. Yes. That's that nine day challenge. As you step in, you're delicious. You're going to run into those voices. And then I just want to sidebar. It is actually more like 15 days because we pause at day Mm. five and literally say, okay, just practice this for a second and then for like three or four more days just keep doing this Mm -hmm. because the back half of the course we talk about running into all those beliefs and the challenges but you got to get your legs under that practice yeah yeah. i'd be willing yeah so um yeah let yourself off the hook come back to some foundational processes and then also i'm saying this like this is going to be easy but Mm -hmm. or or something Mm -hmm. it's we're talking about taking effort out of the equation. We're talking about finding that deep yes. We're talking about like letting this joy come in. Mm. And if you manage to do that once yeah. in a day. That's a huge win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mastery isn't really a thing. Yes, we call it master class, but you There's and I really are practicing no this master all the time. of this. And it's a it's yeah, it's it's new. I always say it's new. It's mm-hmm. new on planet Earth. <laughs> it's very new. It's very radical. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in the, it's all over. Like Gaga dance. He's so great. He talks about it. Or Spark Joy. You mentioned sure, last yeah. time, but it isn't being applied in like all of your choices internally. Yeah, and when you take it into that level, you just keeps you just keep opening into freedom. Yeah, yeah. So we'll end you there. Cool. Sign up for a nine day challenge if you haven't taken. It. It's free right now. Let us know how it goes. Let us know. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you.